This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Now You're Talking, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm the editor-at-large and cartoonist at Mississippi Today. Our guests today are Craig Ray. He's the director of Visit Mississippi and Tourism Development Bureau Manager, Kamal King. And we're going to be speaking with them today about the state of tourism in Mississippi amid another year within a pandemic and projects they also have on the horizon as well. And we're going to bring Craig and Kamal in shortly. But first, it's time for Michelle and I to chat about the weekly roundup. They just mentioned about Bob Saget. And, I mean, we lost Sidney Poitier. We've lost Betty White. We now lost Bob Saget. Man, come on, 2022. Of course, Betty White died in 2021. But still, you're just kind of like, give us a break here. Bob Saget was hilarious. He was a great stand-up comedian, very funny. Everybody knew him from Full House, and they knew him as American's dad. But, man, the guy could tell a dirty joke, too, really well. And, you know, you just think about it. 65 is just incredibly not as old as it used to be, particularly when you just turned 54. Uh, Some of us would say that. But, I mean, what a great guy he was. And there was no sign of foul play. There was no sign of drugs. And, you know, he'd lost his sister to an aneurysm. He'd lost another, um, I forgot, his brother or something like that early as well. So there was a a degree of tragedy in the family, and we don't know what happened exactly. But, man, what a rough way to start the week. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I really honestly believe we're at a time right now where we need more comedy. We don't need one less. No, we don't. No. Again, my mother would say, um, it's a part of life. <laughs> oh, I know. And I look Sir, at her yeah. when she says that, or I listen to her when she says that, I'm like, that's so real. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't argue against that. And she says, it's just a part of life. And I'm like, God, it's so, I don't know, but it does hurt. It stings. Uh, when you lose anyone, uh, one of our um, staff members here, we were, you and I and her yeah. were talking about that. doesn't matter how what age your parent is or what age someone that you love is, the separation, them not being here, their physical presence not here, not being able to pick up the phone and call oh, yeah. them, that is what hurts. I, I tell um, you, I miss being able, like you said, just picking up the phone and calling mm-hmm, my dad. Mm-hmm. And dad and I both went to the same university, so we always had that in common, and it was always fun. You know, after a football game, to call him up, hey, what you think about the game, dad? Mm-hmm. Now, I guess, unless I have an Ouija board, I can't do that. And, oh, my God. Um, you know, <laughs> I, you do miss that. And, you know, and it doesn't matter how old you are. Like with a parent, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I lost my parents when I was 49 years old, and I became an orphan. You know, and I was like, well, that was rough, you know, and of course, obviously, I'm a big boy. I've got a family of my own. And, you know, I mean, I've been on my own for a long time, but I still miss my folks. But it's funny how celebrities get to us because we feel like we know them and they're they're part of our lives and they bring us joy. And I mean, God forbid somebody like, you know, on the news that you watch every night, Mm -hmm. you know, they pass away. You're just like, ooh, they're gone. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Bob Saget, he was we were talking about his comedic time and he was a very funny guy. He really was. Uh, when he hosted um, America's, the, uh, the America's Funniest Videos. Home Videos. Yeah. I mean, no. I hope you guys realize how his anecdotes, I don't think they were written. I mean, no. those things were off the top of his head, real quick, real sharp, and I love that about him. Well, he that's how funny. I found out last night, because we were watching that, and then they broke in. 
and uh, you know the, the guy that plays for Fresh Prince of Bel Air right. is the host now, uh, and he does um, Car- Alfonso. Alfonso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does such Rivero. a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's but funny too. He's he very funny. No, really they've had funny. some great hosts throughout mm-hmm. the years on that, but like they broke in on that, mm-hmm. and it was just you know my son who's fourteen who loves that show. He just thinks it's hilarious. He loves physical <laughs> comedy, so he's sitting there laughing at you know all the people falling down and getting hit in the face with rakes and stuff like that. It was a little a scary. Typical boy. He's a little scary to me to be honest with you, but. Um, but but then they broke into it, and my wife and I just kind of looked at each other and went, oh. And unexpected. Oh, yeah. You know, he oh, wasn't yeah. sick or anything. Right. It's not like he people were preparing themselves for uh, that. He just left. And uh, Sidney Poitier. I mean, oh, my gosh. Uh, first, the guy was class act mm, all African the way. American to win an um, uh, Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, Guess who's coming to dinner. And just set a tone for African Americans, um, paved the ground road for others to come be after him he set so. up the scholarship fund that president obama was able to get a scholarship and go to college on mm. you think about that and then on on the other hand then he got the presidential medal of freedom from president obama and it's it was just this circle. wonderful circle mm-hmm. on that but mm-hmm. you know when i was doing the cartoon the first idea was obviously guess who's coming to dinner in heaven mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and that was the most obvious idea in the world and a lot of people were, why didn't you do that i said well because 99 other people are going to do it but what i decided to do on the cartoon was having saint peter opening the gate for him saying you open the doors for so many other people let me open the door for you it's funny i mean i hope you won't be doing cartoons every week you know it's like oh. said you know somebody asked me were you gonna do a bob second probably not it's not that i don't want to it's just that i've got fatigue on this i've done three now in the last week you mm-hmm. know lost bill bill hetrick and then we lost betty white and then we lost you know and so you're just kind of like and obviously i do six a week but you're just kind of like it's emotionally it starts to take a toll because right. obviously if i didn't care about the person i'm drawing about in some sense mm-hmm. i'm not going to draw it because right, then right. it comes across it, it, cartoons are kind of like um well, most things in life, you can tell when people are phoning it in mm-hmm. or being phony, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to be phony right, on that. But right. yeah, it's tough. Um, I hope you had a good weekend. I, I hope did. everybody I had a good mm-hmm. weekend. Of course, you always oh, of work. Of course, I work on weekends. My second job, so I work on weekends. So, but um, it makes the weekend go by fast. It does. And make I it go close by quick. my eyes and wake up, and it's Monday. So, back to doing what Do I love. Do you feel like here. it's Groundhog Day? You know, you just hit the alarm, and it's like the same Actually, day. Actually, yes, day. my entire last two years have felt like. Groundhog Day. I've I do done that before. I've worked seven, over... two jobs, seven days a week uh-huh. kind of thing. And, and you really do. You just you kind of feel like your brain starts to break down you after do a while. the same thing over <laughs> and over and over again. But one day, one day soon. Oh, but you got dreams. I and do. that's what it's all about. It's about the dreams. It is. And, and uh, um, you know, we have Dr. Martin Luther King Day coming up. That's right. Um, next Monday. The ne- his birthday is not Monday, but of course Monday right, is the, the holiday, national the observe, yeah. mm-hmm, holiday mm-hmm. and we're going to play something special here on the, Now You're Talking for those who... Um, for us to honor yeah. uh, the Black History uh, Movement, Civil Rights Movement, Dr. Martin Luther King, the whole nine. And a great American great. who yes. actually made us live up to the words in, in our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a great show. Thank Hope you. everybody listens in on that. Uh, we will not be in the studio, of no, course, on that. No, we will not. We'll be taking our You'll be holiday. working somewhere else, right? <laughs> working your fifth job. You know, what's interesting, when I was younger, we used that day to give back to your community, yeah. do something. My dad was a big, big on that. He never let us just lay in the bed on Martin Luther King. No school. Yes. No. It was always doing something. He And yeah. speaking of fathers. That's incredibly noble and incredibly cruel at the same time. <laughs> but, you know, he taught me a lot and he still teaches me a lot. Not that he's gone, but we were talking about people just leaving too soon yeah. and picking up the phone. If you can pick up the phone and call your parents, please yeah. do. Like the old great Bear Bryant. Uh, no, I'm not getting any support on the national championships tonight, but the old great Bear Bryant ad where he said for you to call your mama. 
seriously. And to do that, just, He's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, we don't, me being so busy, sometimes I don't do it enough. But I do sometimes. I said this year I want to set a time. So maybe have lunch with my dad once a month. See, it's, it's mm-hmm. changed for me now. It's gone the opposite direction with my two older boys in college. Right. And one of them about to graduate. And honestly, this was the last long period of time that he'll ever be at our house. Because most likely he's already got one job offer. So, I mean, he's most likely going to get the job and move on. Right. Yeah, we'll be visiting him. So when he comes home for the holidays, it's just... He's home for the right. you know, extent, right. and then he'll go. Oh, back and Amy to his and I are just going to be hopping in the car. We're already planning next weekend to go visit them up at school and take them out to dinner. And and my middle son, who's he left today, and I'm just like, oh, he's doing intercession up, up at school, but he's he left today, and I was just, I gave him a big long hug. I was like, I've really enjoyed you being home. <laughs> do you they know? like that? I, I, well, yeah, they do. They're, I think they're okay with it. Okay. Um, but it's just, I remember driving off and looking at my dad's face. When I would leave and he would just have the saddest look on his face and I get it now, you know, and it's just like, I so wish I could just call him up and say, hey, dad, I get it. Oh, you know, I totally understand. Well, he sees you. He can feel it. He can hear it. You know, I don't know. I think he's probably like I was looking off into the horizon thinking my future (laughs) is ahead of me and so forth. And that's great. That's my job. You know, my job is to support him on whatever the dreams are on that. And I have a 14 year old, too. So that's great, too. Speaking of dreams, um, Kevin Farrell, our assistant director the of radio. He outdoes himself every single week. I think he wants to be a chef. Maybe he wanted to be a chef in the I think he's going to be life. on the, on the, the cookie, cookie bake. Challenge. Yeah, the uh-huh. cookie challenge. Well, our cookie challenge here at MPB, he does it every Monday. Uh, last Monday he did not, but he picked it back up. And he has a chocolate shortbread dipped in white chocolate. It is very pretty, actually. Um Looks I, like, mine didn't hang around long enough for me to notice how like pretty little, it was. Looks like a little rock, but no, Kevin, I looks love like it. Looks like a little rock. That's uh, you're really um, not giving good compliments, points. are you? I yeah. know this is actually a cute cookie, and Kevin, I haven't tried it yet, but I will try it in a little bit, and mm-hmm. I will let you know what it is. Can't wait to see what it's going to be like. The like Seinfeld, he'll go no cookie for you. I know. I can't wait to see what's next Monday's cookie. But this Monday's cookie is again uh, shortbread chocolate shortbread dipped in white chocolate. Not kind of festive, holidayish it's, looking too. To me, with the white chocolate on the side, yeah, it's cute. Holidays, oh, we can just keep stretching the holidays I will, out. I will stretch the stretch the. Have holidays. you taken your Christmas decorations? I down? just did it. Okay. Uh, actually, last week was it epiphany or laziness? Oh, it was. Well, I'm about to say you work nine jobs, so I was that's about not to say, it. Yeah. It was necessity. How about let's take the and I started with the decorations. I took the decorations off my dining room table and my um, you know um, just took all the decorations off the walls yeah. and stuff first. Then I ended with the tree. I didn't want to do it, though. Oh, so this is how I've grown as a husband and a human being. Uh, so last Monday was my last day off of the holidays because right. I took some time off. I just got done with the radio show. I come home. There's Amy who, you know, has the next day off. So she, she you know, she's got one more day off. Right. And she's taking down the decorations. And I'm just like. I could have said, this is my last day off. I don't want to be doing this. But I said, how can I help? See, that's a good husband. Very good husband. And, you know, that's all we want. Just because I've, after 28 years, I've learned. You know what to do. Exactly. (laughs) There's no sense of being punished on this sort of thing. Um, She is a Georgia grad, so we will be pulling for Georgia tonight on the national championship game. That's great. That's great. It was a lot of big football games this weekend. Um, There was. A lot of great pro games. Cowboys just beat the daylight. The Saints actually won. I think they turned out nine and eight. Really? Basically... I almost played quarterback for the Saints this year. I mean, they were just absolutely decimated. And uh, 
Props to Sean Payton. Something they about the Rams there. I heard this morning. Yeah, the Rams. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. You're not a Ram fan, I see. But well, was, why would I be? I mean, I did. No, I, I lived in Southern California there for a while. Okay. But. Well, I mean, they were talking, you know, I watched Gail King in the morning, so yeah. they were talking about the Rams win. Yeah. They win. I didn't pay attention to it, to be honest with you. No, I don't. Yeah, who, who are the Rams? I mean, what? Weren't they in St. Louis? No, wait, they're in Los Angeles now. It was now, an upset or, or something. I don't think they yeah. were supposed to win that game. I yeah. heard. Well, yeah. I was brushing my teeth. The thing I is, heard. now the coaches are all getting fired. I think there were up to four now pro oh, wow. coaches. That's a tough job. You know, they don't. I don't know if they get the buyouts like the college guys do. Well, speaking so. of fired, these two guys will not be getting fired anytime. Look at you segueing. That's so great. We're gonna. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about who we have on today. You and we have great two, two great guys. One we know very well, Kamel King of. My co-host, well, Next Stop Mississippi. And I know Craig Red quite well, too. And Craig's so. been on our show before. He's, he's a been around for 500 years, yeah. so he's great. He's he going to get you for that one. I know it. So it's good. We're going to be joining them. So, hey, we're going to speak with them in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, the editor-at-large of Mississippi Today. Well, big tech companies are pulling out of the biggest annual consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. Guess why? Yeah, due to the rise in COVID numbers and the tourism industry, once again, is having to take a big hit. But what will the resurgence mean for Mississippi tourism? Well, to answer those questions and more is Craig Gray, Director of Visit Mississippi and Tourism Development Bureau Manager, Kamal King. Um, Craig, Kamal, welcome back to the show. And I just want you to imagine for a minute, you were standing before the legislature and the people of Mississippi. The gallery claps loudly when you both walk up to the podium. The mass legislators, <laughs> that's funny, uh, rise to their feet, cheering as you both wave to the dignitaries in the crowd. And the Sergeant of Art announces, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the State of Tourism Address. And I'm proud to introduce Visit Mississippi's Craig Ray and Kamal King. So um, where do we begin? Uh, what would your speech be? <laughs> wow. Well, I've been here. I decided to set I've you up been, good. <laughs> I've been here 12 years. I've never been afforded that opportunity to uh, address the, uh, the House and Senate before, but I surely would, would be honored if I were, and, and uh, I would have some thoughts. So before we go there, uh, thanks for having us on the call. Oh, it's glad to talk yeah. to you all. Yeah. I think Kamel's yeah. on with us and, and very interesting times that we've been going through the last couple of years for tourism, a lot of ups and downs and, you know, some good, good numbers looking forward. And so it's, 
It is an interesting question, but if you want me to formulate my speech very quickly, let me get my thoughts together. What I would say to your question is, uh, you know, these are uh, interesting times we're going through. What we have here is a level playing field in the United States and around the world for tourism. Uh, Everybody wants the same thing. They want to be able to travel, whether it be domestic, in-state, international. Uh, they would like uh, uh, would like and love to have a path through COVID and get through this time that where we are with people um, want to travel. They want to be able to plan. Our numbers are showing that uh, for the next six months that 89% of our people that are polled are planning trips. They're booking hotel rooms. They're renting cars. They're booking flights. They are wanting to travel, planning to travel. Now, can they travel right now? Right now, you know, I think we're going through another speed bump, but people are planning their trips to Mississippi, planning from Europe, around the world, to the United States, to Mississippi. And this is, um, you know, we're still going through another uh, surge of COVID, but we following the same numbers that everyone else is, and we, we feel like... Uh, there could be uh, an end to this in the next couple of months or a downward trend. But overall, Marshall, our, our numbers are incredible compared to other states on recovery. And we're, we have been rated in the top one and two states on the recovery as far as not as bad as others, as far as numbers <laughs> down, and, uh, gaming numbers, travel numbers, in-state numbers. So we're, you know, it's very unique time that we're in i I use the word uh um, level playing field that we're dealing with against our neighboring states and other countries but everybody has the same goal and that's to get healthy and be able to travel once again the way that we all would like to amen amen come on what's your what's your thought on it well i certainly first of all same thing from craig marshall Always love to talk to you, listen to you, hear you speak, and look at any work that comes from you. And, of course, I love Michelle. Uh, But, yes, I would certainly mirror what uh, Craig has said. Uh, You know, with with things happening around us and and the whole world and our country in the uproar, uh, we are still seeing upticks in Mississippi. And uh, we encourage the festival organizers, uh, the people who are still braving through and having live events, and we're still doing unveilings, and we're still going about preaching the good news and gospel of Mississippi. Uh, We encourage uh, people to do it safe and to organize it safe, and they have been. That is what uh, Craig and I have been seeing, is that people are resilient and they are adjusting to the to the time so that we can still have at least a similar way of life right now. Yeah, I've noticed that I've, you know, I do a lot of speaking around the state and it started to pick back up a little bit. And I've, I've joked that I was going to do a cartoon of having a room full of very calm looking people and one person looking incredibly frazzled saying, find the event planner in the room, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like everybody I talked to is like, 
you know, I mean, you think about it. We had, of course, the book festival, which is Mississippi Book Festival, which is a crown jewel of the state. It's just fantastic. And literally and unfortunately, they hit right at the when Delta started taking off. So a lot of this is just rolling the dice. You know, when are you going to hit a wave and everything? But the one thing I have noticed is, is that I think people just honestly want to get out and they want to be together as much as they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Craig, tell me a little bit real quick, uh, since I'll get off my since I just gave my speech too, I guess. Um, Craig, tell us a little bit um, as director. What what does your job entail? What do you do as director of Visit Mississippi? Well, I can't give a an elevator speech on that one because it's quite extensive. But ultimately, you know, we we uh, we are looking for uh, not only the recruitment but the motivation of more travelers to the state of Mississippi, satisfied travelers that, that come to Mississippi and enjoy our hospitality, enjoy all of our amenities from our, our parks and recreations, golf, casinos, gaming, meetings, family reunions, SEC football games, all of these. We are from a 30,000-foot all the way down to ground-level recruitment and the promotion of Mississippi to domestic and international travelers. Uh, we, we want them to enjoy their stay and stay an extra day, stay an extra two or three days and enjoy our tourism product. So we, through that, we have uh, within our division of tourism here, Visit Mississippi at Mississippi Development Authority, we, from outdoor, gaming, golf, hunting, fishing, business meetings, group travel, uh, domestic in-state. We, we help and promote all of those levels through advertising, support, sponsorship, grants, uh, all of these areas. And we also, uh, Marshall, we um, manage and promote our 13 welcome centers in partnership with MDOT. So we're, we're welcoming as many as three to six million visitors a year that come through our 13 welcome centers. And so we look at that as uh, an opportunity. You know, social media is important. Websites are important. Radio interviews are important. TV production. But the true ground game for Mississippi is we're a 95% drive-in state. Drive-in state. So hitting our drive-in tourists when they come into the state for that first stop to reach out to them in hospitality is has been important and always will be. And so that's another component. We have 45 employees that we manage that manage our welcome centers. So it's a it's a full for full court press on on every inch of the state and ways that we can promote the state to bring people here and help with their experience to enjoy it and for them to plan to come back. That's interesting about the fact that we're such a large drive-in state, but I guess that makes sense considering we're within a day's drive of a good chunk of the population of the United States, aren't we? We are, and, and the fact that we have we have two airports uh, uh, of, of size, not truly international airports, although we have an international name at the Jackson Airport, but a true international where someone could fly from London nonstop to Jackson and go through customs at our airport. We do not have that. So tracking our international travelers coming through Atlanta, New Orleans, Memphis, uh, Nashville, Dallas, our international markets are either they connect once or twice 
before they rent cars and drive into the state. Yeah. And our regional market is, is strong. We, we reach out to Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, the, um, the panhandle of Florida are all big markets for us, uh, up, up to Missouri drive-in markets. Yeah. Yeah. Come out. Um, I, I just, Tell us a little bit about what you do as a bureau manager, which is a great title. I mean, but what does that mean other than the fact you get to hang out with Michelle occasionally? I know, right? That's the highlight. Of oh, no, time. that's that's better than a raise any day of the week. Trust me. Trust me. I do it every Monday. Exactly. Exactly. I truly enjoy it. Um, well, under Craig, uh, who is the executive director, and Neil Knox, who is our deputy uh, there are four bureaus that uh, tourism is split up into, uh, international and trade. Uh, that also includes sports and outdoors and meetings and conventions. Uh, then there are the Welcome Centers, which is another bureau. Uh, and then there is the Film Office, in which uh, Nina Paris, who uh, uh, worked under and took over after Ward Emling left, and then my bureau, which is Tourism Development, uh, what we do is we help manage and officiate and memorialize the uh, all of the trail systems, our music and cultural uh, trail systems, which consist of the Mississippi Blues Trail, which is over 300 markers, uh, the Country Music Trail, uh, the Writers Trail, which uh, memorializes our authors, our, our wonderful literary uh, heritage uh, and contemporary heritage, and also the Freedom Trail, which is the Civil Rights Trail. Uh, so all of these marked systems, uh, we help officiate with the commission bodies that are over them, help repair them. Uh, we're the nexus between the community and getting applications and the markers actually done and the unveilings. So that's one part of it and a huge part of it. Uh, because as Craig Ray, Ray points it, it is our, in the world's largest outdoor museum. So that is a big, big tourism component and educational function of our music and cultural trails. Uh, so we're right in the middle of that, in the thick of that, along with sponsoring uh, lots of festivals in-state as well as out-of-state and going to selected festivals to uh, set up booths and talk to people about Mississippi and give them all kinds of cool things and encourage them to travel to our state, uh, as well as any special projects. Uh, the thing about Craig and what I love working for him and with him is he is quite a maverick, along with other people that back him up in NBA to try a lot of new and unique things to promote Mississippi. So uh, there are lots of live events that we get behind, live events that uh, he he kind of comes up with and brainstorms with, and we get right behind him and, and his ideas to help uh, flesh them out. So it's a lot of live things that we deal with, live festivals, live events, uh, conventions, and, and things of that nature. I'll have to ask you a little bit more about that, but first we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll continue speaking with Craig Gray and Kamal King with Visit Mississippi. Hey, if you want to be part of the conversation, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That is 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
Hey, this is Malcolm White. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week we talk with visual artists, musicians, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. If you're just tuning in, we've got a couple great guests with us. We've got Craig Gray, Director of Visit Mississippi and Tourism, Developed Bureau Manager Kamal King. The phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That is 877-672-7464. You know, you're just talking about, um, obviously, all the the Maverick uh, Craig Gray and all the exciting different ways of promoting uh, Mississippi, and you know, you think about it. I, and being in the newspaper business, you know, I, I remember the old days when things were fairly simple. You would do media buys in surrounding states and try to drag people in. But obviously, you almost have to have a guerrilla marketing campaign now to figure out, you know, how to reach people through social media or, like you said, in live events and so forth. Oh yeah, and then there's a pandemic now, which makes things kind of weird. And, you know, the last time y'all were on with us, I guess, was probably right about the time the pandemic was starting and we were all kind of in the fetal position trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? And kind of take us from that point. What, I mean, obviously we, we've graduated from college. We're now out in the, in the world on this. What, what did y'all do to kind of, to get people to Mississippi once things started opening back up? Well, we were, Again, I'm using the, the phrase level playing field in that we were on many Zoom calls, many team calls with our active associations from Travel South to U.S. Travel to STS, our MTA board here in the state of Mississippi, our partners, Restaurant Association, Gaming Association, you know, all of our partners staying in touch, planning ahead, what we can do when we can safely travel, how we can follow guidelines to make it comfortable for people to travel, but also to look at areas where they could travel during COVID. And that is, uh, those were areas for Mississippi, which were a good strength for Mississippi, were outdoors. So hunting, fishing, biking, golfing, going to all of our 300 plus markers from Riders Trail, Freedom Trail, Country Music Trail, Blues Trail, encouraging people, hey, go outside, get some fresh air, you know, Pack your lunch, pack your cooler, whatever. Get out, travel where it's safe. Go out and golf go outside. Do outdoor events during these time frames. Do go to the beach. Go go boating. Go fishing. You know, do uh, experience Mississippi in our many other ways that are safe right now. Uh, before the festivals could start. Before other other areas. Uh, we also found that we we were able to, uh, as the film industry stayed alive and came back to life, we were able to offer filming opportunities uh, for site selectors uh, to remain in the business and making films at our outdoor locations under safe guidelines. We had a very proactive business uh, for the film industry during the pandemic. So, Marshall, we were 
every day was looking ahead. How can we be ready when it's open? How can we stay in touch with our international market? We uh, right before COVID, we had we were in the third year in a row record numbers for for not only international travelers but for domestic travelers here to Mississippi. So we weren't doing anything wrong. We were at, at at the peak of our game. So we were like, how can we be ready to go again? We're not changing our brand. We're not changing anything that we're doing. We were doing many things right. So how can we be ready to go? And you know, we're we're, we're still. Although our, our gaming industry is probably working at 70% occupancy because they can't get employees to come back and allow them to be at full capacity, they're working at record numbers. We're having solid numbers of, of travelers that, that, that are coming to the state for a new paradigm of numbers and ways they're traveling to Mississippi. So we, uh, the big answer to your short question is we stayed engaged every day with the industry, Mississippi, regionally, internationally, and planning for these days as they come about. We're still out there internationally, probably won't be for, uh, you know, five to six months. We feel like it'll explode when people are healthy and can travel to the United States. The doors are open here in the States. They just have to be vaccinated. So it's, uh, Again, a lot of answers to one question on what we were doing and planning ahead. One of Kamel's biggest events that he helps uh, manage for Mississippi and with our partners, Visit Jackson and others, is the Chicago Blues Festival. And the festival hasn't taken place now in two years, but it was one of our biggest events that we participate in. Well, we're staying engaged with the organizers, staying engage with them and our sponsorships and working with them when they will come back and that's that's just an example and we're we're looking at um, ways that we can more engage with in-state travel too marshall we have a you know of our 24.7 million visitors that came to mississippi before covid 25 percent of those were in-state travelers that traveled from the coast to the Delta, from the Delta to the coast, Jackson, spending the night here in Mississippi. Those are those are those are tourists. They're spending the night. They're traveling within the state. So we really engaged in an in-state campaign too to promote. Hey, if you don't feel safe traveling outside the state or flying, look at all that we have to offer here in Mississippi for your travel. So apologize for the shotgun scatter answer but that's that's where we were we, well, no i mean that's exactly we live in a shotgun world now i mean you just have to kind of hit all the bases and a couple thoughts on that number one you were talking about um come on was come was talking about the blues trail also and i remember back when that got started and i remember when the bb king museum opened up and going into the, the where they had the the guest book and every single person on that guest book was like from europe and it was just yeah. like you realize, okay, mm-hmm. we have a real treasure here that is not being mined. I'm just so glad, and it's now we are mining it, and I'm so glad that we are because, uh, and I think sometimes we just take what we have here for granted, or we just don't realize we have the wonderful things. I know when the pandemic hit, I started doing coloring sheets from all around the state, um, from different locations that were you know tourist spots, and I was like, 
there's a lot of stuff here that I haven't visited. And I've lived here for 25 years. And so my family during the pandemic, that's what we did on the weekend. We went and went and visited around Mississippi. And, of course, we left tax dollars behind, too. Come on, what's some of your thoughts? I mean, you, you, obviously the Blues Festival is shut down for – and I can understand why when you have older – gentlemen and women and so forth that are participating you don't want to get them sick but what are some of the live events that you were mentioning a little bit before the break um that are still going on that we're still participating in and that y'all are promoting oh sure through the pandemic we found a lot of festivals of course they did cancel uh but then you have some like the juke joint festival or uh, the Jackson Music Awards and Gospel Music Awards and, uh, and different in-state festivals like that, even the, uh, uh, the, the Blues uh, Festival in Greenwood that is one of the oldest running festivals in the, in the world, uh, they went virtual. And so what we did is we backed them up, and, and we love to see that. Uh, of course, we are liking to see festivals now come out of virtual or have a hybrid with virtual in live because we do want to encourage that when it's safe. Uh, but we back them up uh, financially as well as uh, giving them different tools and promotions. Uh, and, and during the pandemic, we just refocused on, and, and, and of course the pandemic is still going on, but in the thick of it, when everyone was trying to figure out what to do and how to pivot for the first time. Uh, we found ourselves uh, supporting those type of transitions and repairing and replacing all of these markers throughout the state. We have over 250 of them in state, but we also have a bunch of them throughout seven other states and four other countries. So we started repairing, uh, making sure that the people who did travel and take advantage of these outdoor markers and the, the cities and towns that house these markers, that they were looking good and that they weren't defunct or faded or uh, dis- had disappeared. So we called on all of our CVBs and Main Street partners and tourism partners to report in on what their marker systems were looking like so that we could refocus our energy on that, uh, expanding the technology, uh, dealing with our marker systems, uh, working on very explosive augmented reality videos that we'll be unleashing some uh, soon and updating apps and making those more uh, feasible for people. So we just started investing in our outdoor uh, things as much as possible. See, I don't even think what y'all do is really promotion. I think what you do is storytell. And, and, and it's kind of cool to hear all these different new ways that y'all are figuring out ways to reach people and to be able to tell our story here. Because like I said, I think we have a great story. I'm biased. I've lived here forever. But um, I think it is fascinating. I think one of the ways, too, that you can tell that story is through movies and televisions. You mentioned a little bit about what the film office is doing and some of the opportunities. And, of course, getting the tax break back was was a great thing, obviously. Um, you know, and I interviewed Tate Taylor not long ago, and Tate and John Norris, what they're doing down Natchez is going to be fantastic. I mean, just as this thing really gets up and running and so forth, and you see little bits and pieces of it. I know watching the Hallmark Christmas special, for instance, and seeing Natchez there as a backdrop was was incredible. I mean, talk about that a little bit, how, what what power a movie has to help draw people to Mississippi. Well, I think the the movie specifically 
about Mississippi that are filmed in Mississippi with a Mississippi story even draw people more uh, to that they want to like like the Christmas in Mississippi on the Mississippi Gulf Coast took place several years ago. And it was truly a, a Gulfport, Mississippi, um, as a story about a Mississippi location, like many others are, too. But then there are many films that are made here that have nothing to do with Mississippi, but it still shows a great environment, culture, uh, and, and like to help uh, when it was filmed in, in Greenwood and, and Jackson. To this day, they still have the help tours as people, as, as tours come to Greenwood, want to experience the movie and the scenes for the movie and the locations. So it's uh, it it surely does provide an opportunity for the the movie watchers to come and experience that, but also the movie makers that uh, have a great experience making a movie here and then moving to Mississippi to create more product like Tate and his his partner and other film producers that have fallen in love with Mississippi. Uh, Daniel Lewis from from the Gulf Coast and now is working in Natchez as well and many others that have filmed in Mississippi fall in love with Mississippi and have moved here and moved their production force and their staff and team and crew to Mississippi. So it it, it, it does both. It, it 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 can create a beautiful image for Mississippi storytelling. It can promote tourism and and it surely promotes economic development. Oh, definitely, definitely on that. Um, tell a little bit, you know, some of the talking about some of the, the thing about Mississippi, and I think this is a one of our superpowers. And I just remember there used to be, you know, I ran a race here one time, and every quarter of a mile there was a volunteer that was very polite, said thank you for coming and so forth. I would think that that is kind of one of our secret weapons here in Mississippi, isn't it? The fact that we're just everybody comes here generally finds us to be fairly friendly. Oh, most definitely. And and whenever we are talking about, I know whenever I'm speaking to anybody about Mississippi, even if it's just being at the Chicago Blues Festival at a booth or, uh, you know, speaking to a Rotary Club or what have you, and they ask, you know, what is the single most uh, spectacular and valuable thing about Mississippi? And I think most people are expecting us to say, the, are expecting me, I know, to say, uh, the obvious softball balls, the food, or uh, the music, because of our musical heritage, or uh, the writers, or uh, possibly the outdoors, because we have a splendid uh, array of things to do outdoors. But my answer is always the people. I mean, it is our single most valuable thing. And, and Craig travels internationally and all over the country. Marshall, I know you travel all over the place. And I do a good bit of traveling myself, and there is just no other uh, organic asset that, that Mississippi has other than this special, loving, big-hearted, you know, uh, open-armed people. And and that's what pe- that's what tourists come back for, and ultimately decide to move here or get a vacation home or to visit here regularly is the people aspect of it. Yeah, I find that a lot when I'm like out of state speaking somewhere. People just have like a thousand questions about Mississippi. And obviously there's the the negative stereotypes that we all have to battle. How big of a headwind is that for y'all? Do you ever really bump up against that? People coming up with the usual, I mean, it's like, do you wear shoes kind of thing that we get? Well, I, I'll just use an example without being 
specific in that. You know, I think that that campaign that was run was a good image campaign uh, for image. It's not going to promote tourism because we wear shoes. Oh, I'm going to go to Mississippi because uh, they're wearing shoes. Uh, you know, I think it was a good yeah. uh, uh, image promotion at, at every level for the state. And I think that, you know, when I've been asked in, in the past, well, what, uh, you know, with when legislation changed one way or another, when the flag was changed, you know, what do you, how did that affect tourism in the past? And how will it affect tourism going forward? Where my answer would be, well, pre-pandemic, we had three record years in a row for tourism with the old flag. So surely, I would hope, you know, if there were issues for travelers choosing to come to Mississippi or not, or moving their conferences here or shows or events because of that, maybe going forward, that would give us some opportunity to bid on uh, sporting events or conferences or trade shows where there was a challenge there. So uh, I look forward to to promoting uh, Mississippi with our new flag. Uh, But at at the time, we, we had record numbers three years in a row uh, where where we were, and and so surely the, the opportunity moving forward looks very bright. Well, you speak of those numbers a little bit. What is the economic impact of tourism for the state? And I'm probably just buried the lead. I probably should have done that earlier on the show. Um, right now we're working off, I'll call it, I'll call it fuzzy math during the, uh, the pandemic because it, it literally in our playing field around the country and regionally and internationally 2020 didn't exist for numbers i mean it was just uh right uh one big delete button so but 2019 uh was a true very strong successful year for mississippi we had 24.7 million visitors record number and we had um 6.87 billion bill b billion dollars of expenditures spent by those tourists so restaurants hotels rental cars flights rounds of golf hotel rooms every tourism expenditure uh accounted for was record number so record number of travelers record numbers of expenditures so those are our new thresholds going forward uh you know this year uh we we will not get back to that our our numbers from uh, last year will be released uh, next month, as we do each year in our economic impact report. Uh, there was surely growth from 2020. But we, we will not uh, be back at those record numbers right away, but we're surely trending back in that direction. But 2020 was a off year for everybody, and so we just we compare back to 19 and, and hopefully – you and I could have another interview here in the next couple of months, and I'll give you the official update. But, That'd be great. But, but we're trending back, as most states are, for travelers, and 2020 was off. But we, we're coming off, you know, three strong years in a row, and we, we hope to continue on that path as people enjoy coming to Mississippi, love our hospitality, and love the products that we have. What are some of the events coming up? And obviously, if I listen to Next Stop more often, I would know these things, right? Um, what are some events coming up that you are promoting that you're really excited about and that we should be excited about, too? Well, I know that, uh, 
you know, Juke Joint Festival is still planning on going on. Uh, I think we uh, we have still a lot of festivals that are going to still push forward uh, for the spring. So we're yeah. waiting right now to hear back on, on decisions. But what we're really excited about is next year for 2023, even though it would have been for 2021, is the World Music uh, uh, Tourism Conference. That is going to be explosive for Mississippi in Cleveland, Mississippi, uh, in the end of September of 2023. Uh, we will have international uh, people come from all over the world to speak about their their music tourism, how they foster it, how they grow it. Uh, it will be full of live events, and there will be a tourism day where people from all over the country, as well as Mississippi and all over the world, will be able to see the splendors of the Mississippi Delta. And uh, there is also wanted to mention that the Mississippi Blues Marathon is still happening in February. So uh, we're very excited about that. Yeah, that was a race I was t- uh, telling you about that had the great hospitality. I just thought that was fantastic. In fact, I heard from a lot of different runners around the country saying this is the best supported race ever. So I thought that was fantastic. I was the um, one of the celebrity judges for the Miss- Mississippi Hospitality Contest down in Hattiesburg this year. And, of course, Jane Granberry won. And I love talking to Jane. Uh, talked to her a little bit afterwards. I ran up into her up in the Grove up at Ole Miss. And she said, look. I'm going to stay in Mississippi. I believe in Mississippi. I'm one of those people that they worried about brain drain, but I'm going to hang here. And I just loved her enthusiasm. I'm glad she's out there promoting the state. I know she does. She'll pop up at rest areas every once in a while at the welcome centers and so forth. But, I mean, who are some of the other really great ambassadors? Oh, wait, we got 30 seconds left. I'm so sorry. Bad time management. Y'all are great ambassadors, so that's all that really matters. I just want to say any, any final words in the last 20 seconds about Mississippi tourism. Well, we are, we are positioned uh, to explode out of this pandemic, not only domestically, but internationally. We are financially in a good place. Uh, we've uh, been prudent with our funds and waiting when the opportunity was right to invest back into market for, for marketing and advertising. And we were excited about the opportunity uh, this spring and this fall and next year as we all get through COVID and welcome our travelers back to Mississippi. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's great talking to both of you. We want to thank you for listening and thank our guest, Craig Ray, Director, Visit Mississippi and Tourism Development Bureau Manager, Kamel King. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to our podcast on the favorite podcast app or download our MPB Public Media app. So now you're talking as a production of MPB Think Radio is produced by Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell. Join us next week at 10 a.m. for more great conversations right here on MPB Think Radio. Y'all have a great week. 